Hey, Parshel Tashi here with the Author's Leverage. And if you're an author and you have a book that is about to release or that maybe you've already released, promotion and PR are really, really important uh, to the success of your book, to the success of your business, and what you're looking to accomplish in the world today. So this conversation that we're having today on the Author's Leverage, I think that you're really going to enjoy it. Um, so stay tuned. Let's jump into it. You're listening to The Author's Leverage. You've written a book, you got it published, and you know you can make a much bigger impact with it than you already have. Maybe you're in the process of writing and publishing and want to be smart about how you help others and make more money while doing it. Welcome to The Author's Leverage Podcast, your guide to building a profitable business and changing more lives with your published work. This is the number one show that brings you tips on making you a more successful author from the very best experts around every week. Our mission is to help you blast through the noise and get you clear on your path to success as an author. You'll be equipped with practical tips and insights from host Parshel Tashi and her featured guests. And you'll leave each episode more excited, more confident to get that dream authorship life that you deserve. So sit back, relax, and get ready we're about to get real. We're about to clear. And from here, the sky's the limit. Here's your host, a former school teacher turned creative media entrepreneur and now founder of The Author's Leverage, Parshel Tashi. Ooh, I'm so excited. We are joined today by Desiree Duffy. She's the founder of Black Chateau, a marketing and public relations agency. Books That Make You, a Webby award-winning multimedia brand that promotes books and authors through its website, podcast, and radio show, and the BookFest Adventure, a biannual online event that brings together book lovers from around the world. Uh, Duffy hosts and is the executive producer of the Books That Make You show and is a speaker on topics such as branding, marketing, digital and traditional media, live streaming technology, diversity, equity, inclusion, and public relations. She's an advocate for spreading stories and her expansive marketing, event production, broadcast, and PR background mixed with her passion for storytelling led her to found the multi-award-winning full-service marketing and public relations firm Black Chateau in 2016, Books That Make You in 2018, and the Book Fest in 2020. Welcome, 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 Desiree to the Author's Leverage. Thank you so much for being here. Parshel, thank you for having me. I am just in awe of everything that you do and everything that you do for authors. So it is my honor to be here with you today. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And I love this topic. I mean, PR, promotion, how do we keep the conversation going? This is so important to authors today. And you clearly, you have a, a background. You have, you have a track record in this world. You know what it takes to be successful as an author when it comes to promotion, PR, and how we can uh, be successful with that. So I'm curious, how did you, tell us a little bit about your background. Um, how did you navigate into this world of PR and promotion and helping authors in this way? Well, like you, you were a t teacher. I wasn't a teacher, but I was in a totally, well, not a totally different industry, but I was vice president of a digital marketing agency. And I'd been doing marketing and PR for many different companies and house and agency for 20 plus years. And I realized that there was a definite need for authors to have somebody do their marketing and PR. I wrote my own book and then I realized here I was somebody with 20 years of experience under my belt going 
who's out there that can help me? Who's specializing in authors? Who understands our unique needs? And there's very much that industry front. There's what the publishers do and there's B2B promotions and things like that. That pretty much is, you know, on course and hasn't changed too much, even though that's a topic of a discussion all in and of itself. But then on the digital front, you know, there's SEO to consider. There's things like you are doing where you're bringing courses and education and new ways of telling stories to the forefront. And I realize that authors, you know, consumers weren't necessarily reading books like they used to. They were listening to books. They were using e-readers. They were on social media. They were consuming their messages in a multitude of different ways. And that's where I realized authors needed to do the same thing. And then I founded Black Chateau. I love that. And, you know, we, we share that in common for sure. And I think for me, I, I tend to relate it to teachers and the fact that teachers uh, are not as, I guess, paid and not as highly regarded as maybe times in the past were. And, um, you know, that's also why I got into this space. Some of my favorite people in the world happen to be teachers and communicators. And I just, you know, noticed this pattern in the industry as well. And having all those conversations definitely confirmed that. I just had a conversation before jumping on with you with an author who right now she says she has about maybe 5,000 people, um, give or take, like on her email list or that, you know, she has access to. And she wants to grow that to 100,000 people. Now, that's mm -hmm. probably, a, you know, a common sentiment and desire among a lot of authors, right? Because community and um, being able to have that audience is so important. What would you tell an author who expresses that desire? <laughs> email marketing, and a lot of people don't quite understand email marketing. And that's okay, because I understand it, and it gives me a little bit more ownership in that space. I don't want so much competition, because it is one of the most powerful tools in your tool belt. And I don't care what anybody says. That has not changed in 10, 15 years in the digital marketing world. So I'm going to advocate for email marketing. And there's a few reasons why. Your author that has 5,000 so far and wants to grow to 100,000, I love it. She's got a goal. You know, I would say, let's do that. And let's strategically do several different things. And trust me, we could talk for a week on email marketing strategies, but there's a few things that you can do that's low hanging fruit, really easy stuff. Make sure on your website, for example, you have an email sign up. Don't be afraid to use one of those move to the mouse pop-ups so that when people are about ready to leave, and I like to put these on the blog page as well, because usually if somebody's reading your blog, they're reading your content and your content is gonna be distributed through your email newsletter so with, if they're there reading, then you want to try to capture them. So have that connected to whatever email platform that you use. It's easy enough to do. And if you can't do it yourself, have your webmaster just say, hey, I'm using Constant Contact. I'm using MailChimp. Again, there's a whole plethora of different places that you can use. And make sure you're creating a list of signups right from your website. That link that you have then on your website for people to sign up, now you can share that everywhere. That becomes part of your content strategy. You're sharing that on social media. Once a month, whether you're doing it natively, in other words, doing your own social media, just right on the platform, or maybe you're using something like a Hootsuite or whatever, just plug that into your natural monthly flow. Or maybe it's twice a month. Don't forget to sign up for my newsletter. Change it up every time. You know, you don't want to have the same content. Hey, don't forget to subscribe. 
new tips and advice there. So make sure you're creating the sales funnel. A lot of people have heard of sales funnels and there's book funnels, but that's one of the ways that you're building that up. Here's the other thing, you know, as you're building up that list, make sure that you're utilizing it to its full potential. What we like to do, we do a, a few different newsletters and uh, the books that make you newsletter actually is at about 22,000 subscribers and it okay. won a Webby award last year. Um, so th this is a newsletter that has some gravitas within the industry. And what we do is once we put that newsletter out, we just do monthly. We just do a monthly newsletter. We then take it and we pin it to the top of our social media platforms. You can do that on Twitter, on Facebook, et cetera. So that newsletter itself gets another set of legs and then it stays up there. It's like our featured content for that entire month so that people can go back to that newsletter because it kind of sucks to create a newsletter and send it out and then you never do anything with it again. We want to re reuse that content as much as possible and grow it, grow it, grow it. The third thing I'm going to tell you really quick about email marketing that I really love is it feeds into your online advertising. In some of the most peculiar ways, a lot of people aren't don't realize that they can take their newsletter list, their email list, take that CSV file or that spreadsheet, and you can upload it into the places that you want to advertise. I mean, you could upload it into Facebook, Meta, whatever they're calling themselves nowadays. You can do the same thing with Twitter, with Google, and you can market to those people who are on your email list. So if you got 5,000 people and you want to remind them who you are, you can find them on these other platforms. Then if you want to take it another step further, because that's nice and that's dandy, and you're probably thinking, well, they're already on my newsletter list. What do I want to do with them there? The next thing you can do is create what's called a lookalike audience on these platforms, where that platform, again, Google, for example, or Facebook, is going to look at that list of people that you just gave it and say, hey, these data points with these folks, because they have data on us, they have data on all of us, and that's kind of the creepy side of things. <laughs> but the neat side of things for marketers who want to promote their book or spread a positive message is then they can allow that lookalike audience to be created on that platform and then they can market to those people and then you're pulling people back so it's like this push pull type of a marketing strategy that you're doing and i feel email marketing is at the cornerstone stone of all of that that's huge i'm glad that you brought that up because really to your point over the test of time email marketing is still proven to be so powerful and if all the platforms disappear right? Facebook goes away, YouTube does something else, right? You still have a really valuable asset in having a list of emails, even if it's in a CSV file, that is gold. <laughs> so um, I, I, I love that. Um, you know, one of the things that came to mind when you were talking was that there are authors and entrepreneurs who, you know, they're DIYers, right? They can jump in and do a lot of that work on their own, you know, to some extent that they're satisfied with. But then, you know, there comes a, a point where maybe in the stage that they are, are in their business that, you know, to do it all yourself is just uh, is just a pain. So he also speak to, you know, somebody who might be in between, all right, I, maybe I could do this myself. Maybe I can work with someone like Desiree to help me, right? How, how, how would you advise someone go into that uh, in, a, in a thinking and a decision-making process? Yeah. Uh, 
in, when it comes time to promote your book or promote the thing that you're going to be promoting, and one of the things that I like about what you're doing is you're taking the book and you're utilizing it for other promotions. I, I often tell authors, you know, what else are you doing with your book besides book sales? If it's a course or something else, other merchandise that you're selling with it. So think about that strategy and where you want to go with it. I think the core thing that I see um, with authors regardless of what level they're at is they don't know exactly what they want to be at the end or their goal is so lofty at the end that it, it can get a little bit daunting a hundred thousand email addresses that sounds a little bit daunting but it's not undoable when a first-time author says i want to be at the top of the new york times bestsellers list well that's a little bit daunting so be realistic i'm not saying that you shouldn't have that as a goal but is that going to happen when you release the book on Amazon and spend $500 in Amazon ads? Probably not. So look at your budget and strategically figure out where you need to be for that next step. Don't worry about the stuff that's so far down the path that you're just not seeing it. It's that old adage. And it's very much like writers when they're, they're writing. You can only see so far ahead. You know the goal. It's like driving at night. I know I'm driving to New York City, but right now I'm in Atlanta. I kind of have a map in my head and sure, we're going to forget about that GPS, but my headlights can only show me so far in front of me at the time. And a deer might run, run out, right? There might be an accident, a snowstorm. So there's things that are going to happen along the way that we can't necessarily always prepare for. So think in strategic blocks. So if you're an author kind of in that middle range and you want to take it to the next step, figure out what that next step is. Is it I want an email list of 100,000 because I feel that's going to help me get to my next goal and my next goal? Then great. What's your budget for that? If it is a thing where you want to hire us to do some consulting and help you do it, heck yeah, we can do it. Or if you're more of that do-it-yourselfer, like you're saying, there are tons of different people that are offering different classes and courses on how to do that, just that. And even if you want to go to our BookFest website, we have lots of um, online panel discussions and videos and conversations on how to do things like that to help authors on their marketing path. I love that. And I love that you, you know, that just that advice, you know, wherever an author is, there's hope, right? And there's still a success path that exists for them. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Now, I, I want to ask you also about, uh, it's funny, I'm speaking with another author, um, and I have to tell I've been talking to authors and publishers for the last two years, <laughs> at least some, you know, at least four or five different authors a week. And I hear a lot of their challenges, I hear a lot of, you know, where they're at, and a spectrum of situations and scenarios. Um, and one in particular that I got in contact with, she told me that her you know, she has a book that's coming out soon because she started doing some pre-promotion around it. I remember asking her about, well, how are you going to be promoting your book in the new year? What are you excited about, you know, in terms of launching? She's like, after this launches, I really don't know what I'm going to do next. Like, there's no, like, what am I supposed to do? And so I know that that is a common challenge that uh, a number of authors have, right? Really that what next question that comes, that comes up, right? You've worked really hard to publish this. Now what? So uh, I would love to hear your thoughts, um, but let me just uh, roll this little cue in really quick uh, just to let authors know um, sort of what's possible. We'll be right back after this. Okay. This episode is brought to you by The Author's Leverage. 
Would you like to learn more about how we can possibly help you take your success to the next level? We're talking bigger impact, more income, and more lives being changed with your book than you ever thought possible. Then head over to theauthorsleverage.com and see how turning your bestseller into a premium and profitable online course could be your answer to helping more people and creating a passive revenue stream. Truth be told, creating an online course is no easy project. But imagine having your curriculum design, professional media production, and tech setup all done for you and in less time than it took to publish your book. Experience what it's like to be guided by a team of experts to support each step of your journey. And finally, accomplish your goal of launching an online course. Whether you're writing a book or already published, we're here for you. Schedule a call with us today or grab a seat to our next masterclass. Now, back to the interview. Yay! So before we went to that little break, uh, we talked about what next. A lot of authors are just at that stage of got this book. I'm excited about it. Where should they be thinking? You know about that what next question. <laughs> where 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 can they be most most successful? Uh, you know at the launch of their book. Yeah. I like to talk to authors a lot too and ask them what their ultimate goal is. And it's it's varied. Ultimately, the author that says, I want to be a millionaire off of selling my books, I say, why, why are you an author? You should be here because you love it, because you have a message, because there's you know a higher calling to do this, because you want to be a storyteller. If you want to sell, you know, be a millionaire, go into investment banking. And I say that a little bit tongue in cheek, but what I mean there is selling that book is probably not going to be a huge money maker, but we do this for so many other reasons. We do it because we love it. You know, if you're somebody like that has a background like you, Parshall, and you're a teacher, it, it's because you want to share something. You want to teach others, and I think that's where a lot of the nonfiction authors and the ones that use authors leverage come in because they can turn it into a course or an online. Um, workshop, et cetera, and they can monetize it that way, create passive income, and also fulfill themselves in other ways. I talk to lots of authors where their calling is just that. They feel that they were summoned to share this message with the world. And if that's what they want to do, then trying to get it out there in a myriad of ways is what's important. Maybe it's not monetary sales, but the number of sales, maybe there's promotions that they can do. And there are promotions they can do where they're selling the book for 99 cents or doing freebies and getting the book out there, donating their books to events, to school functions, places like that. For the fiction authors, and I work with a lot of fiction authors too, that tends to be a little trickier than the nonfiction author, right? The nonfiction authors message and pitch and marketing is usually just baked right into their book. If their book is how to lose 10 pounds in 10 weeks, well, that's the pitch. That's what you're, you're, you're promoting. But fiction can be much more nebulous. But then I want to know, is this a standalone book? Is this one and done? From a marketing point of view, it's like walking into the shoe manufacturer and saying, I have an idea for a great new pair of shoes. And they're like, great, we want to do a line of shoes. And they're like, no, I just have one pair of shoes. So if they have a series that is so much more powerful, and there's ways that they can promote that even before the book is ready, if they're looking for an agent, 
And therefore, a publisher, the knowing that they have a series of books gives them a lot of gravitas and a lot of appeal because that's what they're looking for. They want that continuation. Just like we're consuming things on Netflix and Hulu and all of these different devices, people nowadays especially love to have the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. So oh, for yeah. fiction authors, I want to know, is this part of a series? And what is that goal? Is there five books in the series? Is there three books in the series? Is it never ending? Thinking about who your target audiences is so important too. I boil everything down to who are you speaking to? Is this a YA book, young adult book? Do you want to offer some extra materials with this? Maybe that young a reader wants to also journal. Maybe you can supply them or provide them with different merchandise. Maybe having a store with journals and pens and things like that is in store for you. So those are just a few different ideas throwing out there. And it boils down to what you were saying in the very beginning. What's the goal? Where do you want to go with this? And then depending upon that, figure out where exactly an author might need to go. Exactly. And where, um, and I'm curious too, this, that's so powerful what you said. And I hope everyone's taking notes on this because it's really, really good advice that really can help you be more successful and stand out with your book. Um, one of the other questions that comes to mind, I think about your experience in this space and all that you've accomplished and helped authors and, and other professionals and experts to, to do. What campaign or what book, what you know, uh, promotion, let's say, that you've been behind were you most proud of? Can you tell us of a you know, a success story or something that really excites you uh, as, you know, as the owner of your company? Wow, that is a big question. Um, as far as an author, oh, see, that's like making Sophie's choice because I work with so many authors, so I don't want to necessarily pull one out because then you the don't want to anybody out. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I guess it's a story or whatever, uh, you know, you're open to sharing. I have one um, and we have this on our website too. So as you know, we do the book fest and when we first did it, we scrambled, we pulled it together so fast because we didn't know it happened during COVID. We didn't know how long, you know, things would be shut down. And one of the authors who participated in that very first book fest, and this goes back into the email thing, coincidentally, um, we developed an email list off of that. They were part of the giveaway that we did for the book fest. And they mm -hmm. got an email list of, I think it was about 2000 email addresses that was generated from the book fest. And he sent me an email a couple of months ago saying that that list is not only doing really great for him, he didn't really get a lot of people who opted out of it or unsubscribed, but in a roundabout way, somebody who was on that list or utilized that list led to him talking to a producer and he right now is in the middle of negotiations to turn his books into a television show. And I can't say anything more because he's under NDA and he made me promise not to say anything. But when I read that, I was just like, that's oh, it. Man. And sometimes you don't know where things will take you, especially when we talk PR. Mm. And that's the difference between marketing or advertising, I should say, and PR. PR mm. is getting the word out there in a multitude of ways, whether it's an interview, an email list, being involved with a, an event, an in-person, or doing online workshops and 
you know, sessions like you do. There's so many different ways that it can lead back to something else. And I think that when you throw yourself out there in a positive way like that, that's when you can reap the benefits. Oh, 100 percent. 100 percent. I love what you said. You never know what's going to happen on the back end. But, you know, our responsibility is to show up, <laughs> to show up and to, you know, put put that message out there. I love that. Now, you brought up the Book Fest Awards, and I want to definitely spend some time and would love for you to share what that is, like what that looks like, because uh, yeah, clearly there's a success on the back end of a Book Fest Award. So uh, tell us a little bit more about that. Sure thing. So the Book Fest started in early 2020, and we all remember what was happening then. Uh, the LA Times Festival of Books, which is an event that we were always at. We always have a booth there. We still do. We, we've been back since. But at the time, we were supposed to have our authors there, and we were going to have in-booth signings, and they were, gonna, they were so excited to be there, and then it got, well, first it got postponed, and then it ended up getting canceled. But at any rate, we decided in the very early days to create the Book Fest, to do something online. And we created the Book Fest as it, well, it's evolved um, as it is in six weeks time. And it was very much like the story of Stone Soup, where people from the industry came together to contribute. And we had some awesome people contributing. And one of the funnest things is as, as we were nearing the end of figuring out all our programming, uh, I looked at it and I said, wouldn't it be cute if at the very end, somebody rather ironic, like, I don't know, Danny Trejo read the children's story, Goodnight Moon, to everybody to just wrap it up. And everybody laughed and said, yeah, that's that's funny. And so we asked his manager and he said yes. And it was just like this cool thing. We had yeah. Mitch Elbaum, the number one best memoir seller of all time, join mm -hmm. us. We had, and I can't even list all the names because again, it's just so vast, but we've had so many great people join us and contribute, not only during that first one, but through the years, because we now do it in spring and fall. And one mm -hmm. of the things that we started to do last spring, we did it for the first time, and we've done it again this fall, and we're going to keep on doing it, is we introduced the Book Fest Awards. And the whole idea in the beginning was to honor those books, because as you know, a lot of authors wrote or released books during that kind of two-year period, and they it just kind of mm -hmm. ugh, like they put in all this effort, and it wasn't what they expected for obvious mm -hmm. reasons. So we wanted to honor folks like that. And we introduced the Book Fest Awards and the, the, the response to it is and was overwhelming. And today people can enter. We're going to be announcing the next call for entry soon. Like I said, we do it twice a year. People can sign up for the Book Fest and it's really easy. It's thebookfest.com. And not only will we get notices about when we do the call for entries for the Book Fest Awards, but you can attend the Book Fest and get other promotional items and access to the videos and everything. It's free. I'm not selling anything when it comes to the book fest. This is something we decided to do and keep free for people to attend. There is a fee to submit for the awards. And if you win an award, you want to get a trophy. Obviously, there's some costs involved with that. But all of that content, especially for the authors, because we dedicate day two of the book fest to authors. Mm -hmm. So, Parshel, when you're talking about you know advice for authors on building their author platform, on social media, PR tips, editing advice. We have panels going back now a couple of years that they can access for free and check that out and, and learn and, you know, just something to help them on their author journey. I love that. I love And congrats on that success. I mean, it was, you know, definitely overwhelming it sounds, but um, turned out to be a 
huge success and I'm excited for the future of that as well. So if anyone is interested in more information about that, we'll have links to that uh, beneath the episode or somewhere around this video that you're watching or this audio. Um, so that that is incredible. Uh, and I'm so thankful we're having this conversation. I could talk to you for a while. I think I was saying, oh, let's do 20 minutes. And now we're <laughs> way past that. Um, but I, I would love to get your just last parting words of advice that you might have for the listeners um, You know, as we start to wrap up here. Oh, ah, great question. You know, a lot of times people ask me what the marketing secret is for writing their book. What is the one thing that they can do? And I like to say, just write a great book. It boils down to that product. And the one thing that I see authors do is, oh, well, I heard I can just put it up on Amazon and then I'll do the marketing. No, put, put the time into creating a really great book. Bring in an editor or two or three, actually is usually what an author needs to make sure that they've set up the foundation for, for that great book. Because once we have a great book, then, then we can take it far and wide and we can do lots of great promotions with it and develop a readership for it. Beautiful, beautiful. I love, that's great advice. Write a good book, don't just throw anything out there. Uh, make sure that it's really, you know, a solid quality, valuable piece of work, absolutely. Um, and my last bonus question that I get to ask you is, what is your one word? If there was one word that went from Desiree to the world, what is that one word? Is your message read Ooh. and that goes that, for writers too writers need yeah. to read yes oh that's such a good word that's probably my favorite word of all the words i've heard <laughs> that's a good one read ah so so good so so good desiree thank you so much for being here sharing your insights and wisdom with uh, me and the audience listening as well uh, and definitely, I highly recommend getting in touch with Desiree and with her company. You'll see links to that as well as to the book fest around this episode. Um, but Desiree, thank you again for being here. This was awesome. Parshel, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. You've been tuning into the Author's Leverage Podcast. If you're new here, be sure to subscribe so you can stay up to date with all of our latest guest appearances and receive the best of the best strategies on successful authorship today. And be sure to connect with us and with today's guests using the links below this episode. If you're interested in turning your bestseller into a premium and profitable online course, head on over to our website and schedule a call with us today. Until next time, remember, publishing creates credibility, but products create cash. You can repurpose your book as a learning experience to make the impact and the income you want as an author. We'll see you on the next episode of The Author's Leverage.